hello everyone. Uh, my name is Zane Quibido. Uh, today, uh, I want to say, first and foremost, we're going to be talking about Psalm 25. Secondly, um, the reason why I haven't like done many podcast episodes is because straight up, to be completely honest, um, I feel like I have to be perfect at this uh, before I can actually like uh, put anything out. And so I've been like super scared, like straight up. Um, I've been terrified and I feel like I am so unworthy to actually talk about uh, the Bible, uh, to talk about Jesus, uh, to talk about the truth um, and just the, the cool stuff that I've seen in uh, in scripture. So uh, me doing this straight up, <laughs> uh, I'm actually like in a closet with a blanket over, uh, hopefully to like, you know, do sound better. Um, and yeah, uh, so I just, I really want you to know that I'm being very vulnerable. <laughs> I feel super scared, actually, uh, but hopefully when I do this uh, enough times, uh, it, it won't be as scary. So I'm, I'm hoping for that. Uh, also, I don't know uh, if the mic sounds like super crazy. Uh, you know, like, I don't want to be like, Papa Pig. <laughs> and that probably, like, ear blasted you. Sorry about that. But anyways, uh, I don't want to, like, a bunch of, like, P's and T's and stuff like that. So I feel, like, super shy about that. So what we're going to do is, to combat that scaredness, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story. Or what used to be an embarrassing story that I like to tell people. Uh, so in fifth grade, actually probably, like, fourth grade, I learned how to do, like, the Russian kick dance. You know, where you, like, squat down your arms, kind of, like cross around uh, over your chest and you like kick your legs in a squat position it's pretty fun uh i learned how to do that uh naturally i was just like "Ooh, that looks cool that looks fun and then i just did it and then my parents were like wow you can do it and i was like cool so uh so in fifth grade um a couple of people have already seen me do that uh you know i was in school and it was during i think it was like pe and literally <laughs> Like, the entire school, I think, was there watching me. And someone's like, do the Russian dance. I was like, okay. And I had, like, these nice, uh, these nice, like, khaki pants or, like, these dress pants. Bruh, literally, <laughs> straight up, no cap, all cap, backspace, all cap, straight up. Um, my pants rip, like, hard, like, super crazy hard, um, like, just and and I thought so like you know I'm doing the squat thing you know the, the kick dance everything's popping everything's fine and then when I jump up and I like I barely like spread my legs out um and like you know I, I outstretch my arms because that was the finale and everyone's supposed to cheer I thought someone started clapping but instead it was actually a giant rip in my pants and so I run to the bathroom. Actually, I walk off because I thought nothing was wrong. <laughs> and yeah, so someone called me or someone went to the bathroom or brought me to the bathroom. It's like, bro, your pants are ripped. And I was like, what? And then I checked, bro, it was such a huge hole. And uh, yeah, so a lot of people laughed, but I'm okay now. Like, I think that's a, a hilarious joke. And then like throughout um, my high school year ripped like my pants nine times. Uh, and so I, I learned how to sew, which was amazing. I learned how to sew guys. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look beautiful, 
um, but I can do it. And so I'm so happy, and God has blessed me uh, with being able to uh, sew pants now and sew different things. And so that brings me to my next point. Let's see what I did there. A little, little joke. This is the little knee slapper. Uh, yeah, so, okay, this, this episode, I want to talk about uh, Psalm 25. Uh, Psalm 25, I think, is beautiful and delicious. I think there are many patterns uh, and foundational qualities uh, that we see in David really come out of uh, the text. I'm not a scholar, uh, nor do I have like special degrees in this. Um, I just see a bunch of beautiful stuff going on in the scripture, and I want to share it with you, uh, what I see. And so if anyone, maybe like uh, Pastor Mike Winger, um, or, oh, what's his name? He does a Bible project, co-founded the Bible project. I think it starts with like Matt. I don't know. Someone like that, or I don't know, maybe even my local pastors uh, want to just like humble me real quick. Go for it, please. I just want to know Jesus as best as can, as best as I can, uh, because he became the scriptures and the scriptures are great and amazing and beautiful. And so anyways, I see a bunch of cool stuff in David. Uh, and, and what he writes. Um, well, actually, technically, this is not purely, I think, David just writing this song. I think there's actually a few others who, like, collabed with him uh, to write this psalm, uh, this prayer. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to grab my iPad because, actually, my cellular device, because uh, I printed out my notes, uh, but the ink did not do everything that it should have done. It, it was 98% obedience, um, but not 100%. So I, I need it at 100. So I'll be right back. I'm back. Okay. So let's begin. So my goal is to show you a chapter of Psalm to reveal some foundational qualities um, of a godly person. Uh, and, and when I wrote this, it was kind of like geared towards um, men, because uh, I'm doing a breakout session uh, for men specifically. So like the last part will definitely be like for, I think, men, but also women to understand as well. So I think it's important for everyone. Uh, so yes, so I'm going to reveal some foundational qualities of a man. And I believe that for the security of a man's home hinges on the size, stability, and strength of his foundation. And so I'm going to say, again, my goal is to show you a chapter of Psalm to show foundational qualities of a man. For the security of a man's home hinges on the size, stability, and strength of his foundation and the speed of a man's downfall is the unawareness of himself and the neglect of his foundation so i want you to look with me uh, to psalm 25 and we see like what david actively did um, as a man of god and i did find nine things uh, but this uh, i'm just going to talk about four uh, so I'm going to read from the English Standard Version, or the ESV. 
Again, that is Psalm 25. Uh, and the way you spell it, it should probably be in the title. Uh, but if I didn't, it is P-S-A-L-M. It's a Psalm of David. And so I'm just going to read it, okay? Let's go. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord. And in, I just want to say in the New King James Version, uh, it says, remember your tender mercy. Nothing that's just beautiful. Sometimes checking out different translations will really like bring the text a little bit more alive and maybe bring a little bit more juice um, to the meat that we're about to you know, bite into. So, uh, yeah, so reading verse six, remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love for they have been of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord. And again, the New King James, it says the secret of the Lord. And I think there's another translation that says the intimacy of the Lord. Is for those who fear him. And he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me. For I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. Oh, guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And so I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you so much um, for being so beautiful. I thank you so much that you um, are our salvation that you are merciful and your steadfast love, it is, it has been going on for centuries and centuries. And I know that 
that if I was ever to call you predictable, I know that your steadfast love, your mercy, your goodness, you being right and not wrong, I know I can predict that. God, I thank you for um, just this evening that I'm able to, to, to speak into uh, the, the listeners' lives. I pray that you speak into me as well. Um, God, I pray that you just humble me as, um, as I share uh, the stuff that, that, I, that I've found in your word. Um, I pray that I speak it rightly, um, that I may not add in my own uh, words, God, but, but that I may speak yours. I pray that uh, each listener is encouraged today. I pray that they're able to, to really chew on this and, and let it transform their life uh, in a powerful, a gracious, and a life-fulfilling way. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, so I've been reading Psalm 25 for about, I think, two or three months now. No. I think two months. Um, and I've just been like, you know, just really looking at it. And it's just, it's beautiful. Um, but what I want to point out is four things that I see David doing that I believe that every person uh, should be doing as well, that they should make um, a part of their foundation. And, and if I may encourage you uh, with this, there have been, um, there have been times where I've prayed <laughs> um, and, you know, like, uh, I, I remember like, you know, you know, having a foundation with God, you know, like having some stuff, you know, like praying and stuff like that. But um, but I've prayed it's like, God, if I've built um, a, a home on a foundation that is not yet ready, please tear the house down <laughs> and continue building the foundation. And, and if there needs, to, you know, like and, and, and if I've put concrete down that needs to be mixed with something else then please rip up that concrete, grind it to a powder, and then put the stuff that was supposed to be mixed in. And so, uh, and, and I feel like if you, if you don't have any of these four, um, I encourage you to rip up your home, <laughs> rip up your foundation, and begin with these. Uh, because I believe that these are just, they're so rich and they're so necessary and so vital for the health of not only yourself, but like the health of your relationship with God, the, that your health of relationship with others, uh, and even, and even the health of your future kids, the people that look up to you now, if they don't see this in you, then they're going to lack this. And we're in big trouble. Our future's in big trouble. Um, of course, you know, God does win in the end, but like, but the future of their lives are in deep trouble. Um, because I believe like these are so important. And so I'm going to list the four things out real quick. And then, and then we're going to take our time going through each one. Uh, so the first thing is righteous. I see David, um, has a foundation of righteousness. And again, like you can check in the rest of of the book of Psalm. You even look at first Samuel, uh, I think even the, a little bit of first Kings, uh, you know, like when David's about to die, of course he wasn't that great of a father. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> That's a whole nother story for another day. Um, he wasn't like, he, he was a man after God's own heart. Uh, so let us not lose vision of that. Let me not lose vision of that because I know I can rabbit trail. Um, but David was righteous. 
Okay. Uh, the first, the second thing is that David was real. He was honest. The third thing is that he repents. And the fourth thing is that he is responsible. He is responsible. And so now I'm going to uh, work my way um, through each of these. So the first thing is righteousness. Um, verse 4 and 5. Let me find. Here we go. So verse 4 and 5. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them because, um, you know, if you're driving or something like that and you just want the scripture read or you're like you, you don't have access to the scriptures, I'm just going to read them out. That way you can kind of follow along a little bit better. So verse 4 and 5, uh, it says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. And so we see in the foundation or, or the pursuit of righteousness, David, and I want you to see these beautiful things. So David says, make me to know your ways. And I don't know any of the Hebrew of any of this, okay? I'm reading this with just seeing Jesus, okay? And I'm going to try to not to, like, make little rabbit trails as best I can. Um, but we see that David says, make me to know your ways. Uh, the intentionality, <laughs> the, the, the craziness or the boldness for someone to say, I want you, here's literally, like, my life. I just want you to make me to know your ways like be, because there's like a hey can you ask me or hey can you just kind of like you know gently nudge me to know your ways no david's saying bro make me <laughs> to know your ways um you know i feel like it's a, a child like mom dad like i'm problem like i'm more than likely not gonna listen to you if you tell me to clean my room like please grab my face <laughs> And tell me what's what's going on or, or like, you know, if a kid knows he's going to go off uh, the trail, like on hiking, uh, like on a hiking trip and the kid knows he's going to be irresponsible. It's like that kid being so honest and so real. He says, mom, dad, like if you have to either put me on a leash or carry me, <laughs> like make me go this way, like please spank and discipline me if necessary. I want to know your ways. Help me, like, with any means necessary. Um, and so th that, that's kind of like what jumps out at me. And again, I don't know the Hebrew for this, but that's what I see with make me to know your ways, O Lord. And then it says, teach me your paths. Um, the thing is, you know, we see, like, ways and paths. And so it's like, make me to know them. And then, like, make me to understand them. And so I feel that it's like, it's almost like, you know, memorizing a verse and then like understanding a verse. You know, so like I can know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, um, that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Like I could, I could recite that, but it isn't revealed of the actual depth and the meaning of it and so we see make me to know your ways and then teach me your paths or and you know that that's that's what i'm seeing and then verse five lead me in your truth and teach me um man i, I love this because you know like leading me 
you know, th- th- there's a difference between like a boss and a leader. Um, a boss will sit like on a chair from like usually a high place and point to a job that needs to be done. Um, a leader, on the other hand, um, is doing the job and and grabbing other people to help him. That's kind of how I see a leader. You know, like a leader, by example. So lead me in your truth. Um, uh, and, and I like this, like, lead me in your truth. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want something that's, like, halfway made. I don't want something that, like, I need to, like, you know, is this God, like, I know for a fact God is good. <laughs> and, like, in verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. Um, and then you look at, of course, I'll probably talk about this in in a second, but, like, steadfast love and faithfulness. Like, I know like verse 10, it says, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. I know that is a true thing. Um, of course, it says all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. We'll get to that in a second. And so we see, lead me in your truth. And the cool thing is, he says, don't lead me in your feelings, but lead me in your truth. Lead me in the facts. Lead me in something that I can actually stand on and feel secure in. And it says, and teach me. Uh, and I like it. He says, teach me twice. Um, you know, because I, I feel like being taught, uh, it shows that I am the student and I will, like, I'm humbling myself uh, so that I can learn. And then, um, yeah. So, so we'll go with that, verse 4 and 5. Uh, we see righteousness being uh, pursued by David saying, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. And then again in verse 5. Um, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. So we see like the reason why he says, Make me to know your ways and teach him. And, and, and being taught God's path and being led in God's truth and being and being taught by God. The reason being is because he's my savior. And so like imagine <laughs> imagine um, there's a guy in prison, okay? We'll, we'll go with this thought. There's a guy in prison and he's waiting to be saved. But this, nincompoop (laughs) this idiot (laughs) uh has someone who is going to save them and and the guy that he calls savior is like saving him and 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 the savior's like hey i'm getting you out like hey go do this and the prisoner's just like nah it's like bruh you (laughs) want to slap you in the face like why would you not want to follow the person leading you into safety and into freedom if you're in a prison if you are or or let's say you're enslaved um and honestly i could even see this so like i watched um the movie harriet recently and and she made a bold statement she said look if you're gonna come with me like you have to do everything i say because here's the thing is harriet was the moses for the slaves she did an incredible job, um, and even the actress portraying her, hands, bro, 
give a round of applause. Like she is incredible, but like she was the Moses. She was the one who was saving them from the wicked, inhumane slavery that happened. And she was saving them from that to freedom. You think like, do you think it'd be logical if the people being freed by her should not follow her ways and should not follow her path? That doesn't make sense. And so what David's saying, it's a, it's a logical statement. God is my savior. Therefore, because he's saving me and I'm saved by him, I'm going to follow the person that freed me and <laughs> that saved me. And so, and so as a prisoner, um, if I'm like, if I know I have a savior who's, who like, you know, who has everything in control, like he's going to save me. Um, yeah, I'm willing to wait all day long. Uh, I would even think of like the Shawshank redemption. Uh, sure. It was just one dude who escaped, but like he was willing to wait like 10, 20 years before he actually got out. Um, like and so I say with verse five and, and, and with the pursuit of righteousness, with the foundation of righteousness, you have to be willing to wait all the day long if it means you get righteous. Um, and as and as cheesy as this sounds, David did not go for a hot pocket holiness. He came to God with a crockpot character. That sounds crazy cheesy, but but, but follow my thought. So David didn't go for a hot pocket holiness, but a crockpot character. A, a hot pocket, you warm it up in two minutes. It's it's good to go. You can eat it. Um, but the thing is, if something can cook that quick, uh, more than likely, it's not good ingredients. Uh, and I'm talking like a whole meal in two minutes, you know, like in a microwave, you know, like that you're not going to get great ingredients from it. Um, and so David didn't go for a hot pocket holiness. The second thing is about, you know, him not having that kind of holiness. Uh, oh, wait, and, and just to let you know, for anyone who doesn't know what holiness is, um, God says like to, to Israel, you know, like to a people group, you know, let's say, um, you know, he, God picks like uh, the Japanese, okay? And he says, you are my children now. I choose you. You're going to be my children. And I'm going to set you like, because I'm choosing you, I'm like, I'm going to separate you in a way um, from everyone else. You are special. And I, and I have a special plan catered for you as like, as well as the rest of them. But like, I want you to live differently because you're my children and because you're my children i like you <laughs> it would be best if you would follow uh my like, like what i say and honestly as children we're supposed to submit to our fathers and, and to our mothers and so and, and so at holiness holiness is being set apart and so they're the children or the people of israel you know how i said like god shows like you know you know, like, for example, God would choose like the Japanese and say, you're my children. Well, Israel is just an, like that's a people group. So like the Japanese people and then is like Israeli people like it's the same, uh, you know, like different people groups. But it's, it's the same concept. So that's 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 who Israel is. It's a people group. 
um, and they are chosen by God um, to be his children, uh, especially like in the Old Testament to show what he's going to do with the rest of the world, um, which is to open salvation and, and a new, a renewed relationship with him. Uh, yeah, so David didn't go for hot pocket holiness. Um, and with hot pockets, you know, like if David was a hot pocket, that means he is his own nutrients. It's him being sustained by himself. He's making something and presenting it to God, you could even say. Uh, but again, because it warms up so quick uh, and it's horrible cold, um, you think God's going to go for that if it's not even nutritious? Like, remember, verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. Um, you know, like, honestly, guys, <laughs> hot pockets aren't really that good. Um and so, so David didn't go for that. He didn't go for something uh, that would make uh, him sustained, but he actually went with the crockpot character. And what this is, is, is David, you know, said, hey, I'm willing to wait all day long for your righteousness and for your teaching and your leading and your making. Like, I'm going to wait for you, okay? It's like taking a crockpot. He's not the food anymore. He's just a kitchen appliance. Um, but he's warming up and he's just going to take his time. Like God is going to instill that the true chef is going to put in real food, good ingredients. And what we get to do is, is we get to let all that mix in us. And then from us just letting it seep uh, and, and, and get warm together and cook together. People can now come up to us and have a home cooked meal which far surpasses the taste and nutritional value of a hot pocket every single time uh, so have a crock pot character not a hot pocket holiness and so what that means is, you know again a crock pot takes forever to cook something like at least two to 24 hours but david says i'm willing to wait that long so again, our first point is our first foundation is righteousness. Be willing to wait all day long. And then in verse uh, 13 through 14. Uh, let's see here. Okay, 13 through 14. Uh, this is the benefits of going to God, waiting on God, letting him teach you, letting him lead you, um, and, you know, and making you like these. These are the benefits. Um, this is the stuff that you get. And not like, oh, if I go to God, then I get this. Like, it's not a business transaction with like, you know, it's, it's not a transaction with like a business person or like a boss. It's a, it's not that. Like, it is a, oh, I need to check this later. I'll talk about this in, a, in, in another episode. But just like, it's not a transition between an, a boss. It, it, it is a transaction um, of hearts and love between a son and a father. Or a daughter and a father um, and a good one he's not bad and so the first benefit and we're just going to read 13 and 14 i'm just going to kind of point them out uh, verse 13 his soul shall abide in well-being so your soul so like who you are not just what you do because many people will say oh you are you because you do x y and z but as a good father it matters not 
necessarily what you do. I'm not so concerned about that. But if I can get who you are, if I can get your being, and, and if I know that your soul and your being is healthy, then I know what you're going to do from that. It's going to be good. And if who you are is healthy, then I'm sure this stuff that you're going to do is going to be healthy. And so his soul shall abide in well-being. The next thing is, um, which I'm continuing, verse 13, it says, And his offspring shall inherit the land. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I can make like a true statement off this, um, because I'm still kind of understanding it. Um, But like, just kind of reading it his offspring so like his children his children's children they shall inherit the land and so i feel like the home is not going to be uprooted or like the home is not going to be taken um your children shall stay where you are that makes sense and land back in the day like it's necessary (laughs) to live and survive um so yeah uh and then verse 14 the friendship or the secrecy, the intimacy of the Lord. Um, that That is such a benefit to know, like, the secrets and, and, and a friendship and the intimacy of a, just an amazing and loving father. Um, you know, I, I, I see it, you know, sometimes just like, you know, as a son sitting on his dad's lap and then just hearing all these little like secrets of what's going on and all these uh, little cool stuff. And then just, you know, the 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 father and the son. And I say son because I'm a, you know, I'm a dude, um, a man. Uh, but like I see like a father and a son, like, you know, going to a, to like a donut store and just having a donut and then maybe going to the park, like just a friendship um, where there's no. Um, there, there's no stress about, oh, am I doing good? Am I doing bad? Like, am I doing this, this, and this? Like, no, I want you. I want you. And so, um, and so the friendship, the secret, uh, the, 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 the secrets and, uh, and the intimacy of the Lord is for those who fear him. Um, and with this, Again, I haven't like dug into the Hebrew of uh, fear in this context. Um, there are, I think, two different types of fear. I would recommend looking at um, there is a death metal band uh, called For Today, F O R Today, uh, and they're a they are a Christian death metal like heavy metal like screamo band. Uh, they they parted ways because like. Literally, one of them wanted to go, like, uh, felt called to, I think, South America to be a, a church planner or something like that. Uh, the lead singer, who's Maddie Montgomery, uh, M-A-T-T-I-E, and then Mont, M-O-N-T, and then Gumry, like Montgomery, I uh, think like Alabama, actually, uh, M-O-N-T-G-O-M-E-R-Y. Maddie Montgomery, uh, he's actually a pastor in, I think, Southern or somewhere in Tennessee. And then another one was like, wanted, was like, became an elder at, at his church or something like that. And so, like, they're all called to, like, 
God's plan. And it's, oh, it's so beautiful. But they have amazing music. Um, and Maddie Montgomery, or actually it's now Pastor Maddie, uh, Pastor Maddie, um, he has a book called The Fear of God. And I would encourage you to read that because it doesn't just talk about uh, a reverence or a respect of like, ooh, this is a king. Like, because there's also fear in the Bible where it's like, I'm about to poop my pants. <laughs> like, I am terrified right now. And so there is that fear as well. I don't know which fear this is. Uh, it's probably, it's probably like a reverence. Like, you know, like if a lion walks in your home, everything you do in order to not get killed <laughs> is going to be filtered through what the lion wants. So if I walk to the kitchen, I better make sure the lion is okay with that. Of course, the lion can come up to me and like nuzzle me and, and just love on me. I still know in every second, and I could be best friends, like I, I could become best friends with that lion, but I know for a fact that at any moment that lion could just murder me. He, he could yeet me into eternity in a split second. And I wouldn't even know what hit me. I believe that's kind of the reverence. You know, like everything we do filters from knowing that there is a king in my presence and in me. But I also know he's a father. And so, like, I know that that fear that I have in me, how much more scared do my enemies feel? when they see that a lion is walking next to me is not only like you know, like a friend or just a, like it's not even a pet but like he's like my protector that's dope <laughs> it's amazing uh so the friendship of the lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant and i want to bring back you know like to verse four make me to know your ways that little point of like um you know, like understanding it, you know, like make me to know your ways, teach me your paths. Um, I believe this might be like, again, a, a, a reminder or like saying it once more. And he makes known to them his covenant. And I love his, and it says, and he does like, he does make known to you his covenant or his promise. So, this is, so like a covenant, a covenant is like, um, hey, I am, uh, let's say, you know, like if I have a daughter and you have a son, I'm going to make a deal that they're going to get married. And I stake my life on that, that, that that's going to happen. Like that's a covenant. Like it's a very like that. It went from zero to a hundred real quick, real, real quick. Uh, that's what's happening like with a covenant. And he makes known to them. His covenant, his promise, uh, his very great and serious promise that he actually fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Um, so I know, good gravy, it's 39 minutes. Um, yeah, so that's the first part is righteousness. And I want you to get that. The first foundation is righteousness. And I'm going to continue this because um, this is good stuff. Uh, I love y'all. Uh, I'm going to pray it out. Again, uh, I talked about verse 4, verse 5, verse 13 and 14. 
Oh, and then lastly, I want to talk about this. Verse 15, um, it says, My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Uh, I just want to talk about this briefly, um, as briefly as I can be brief. So imagine you're playing Fortnite or Roblox or, uh, I don't know, um, Rocket League. <laughs> you know, like someone might like kind of nudge you or kind of push you on the shoulder. Like your eyes are locked to that screen. You know what I'm saying? Like your eyes will not turn from that. So have eyes that will not turn away from God. Uh, because you know something great is going to happen. Uh, and what David says is, for you, are, are for he will pluck my feet out of the net. You know, verse 15, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out the net. And so I kind of see this like, I am looking for God. So imagine Nemo, okay? And then when that, when Nemo's like, I think Nemo's the kid. Nemo's the, the kid clownfish if I remember correctly, and they have Dory, okay, and they get trapped with all those fish uh, in the net, you know, like, you know, that the boat's, like, taken up, and they're like, oh, no, what's gonna happen, oh, no, but, but, peep this, my guy, okay, if they had the Lord, <laughs> um, okay, maybe not that, but look, so, if they had someone who was going to save them, their eyes would be directly watching them. So they are in a net. So it says, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. So this is why I'm using Nemo's because there's straight up a net. Um, a net is like being captive, being held down. Like you are now, you are now immobilized. You can't move. You can't get anywhere. It says he plucks my feet. So like anywhere that I try to like move or take a step in, like I'm, I'm trapped. I'm stuck. I'm captured. And so it says, my eyes are ever toward the Lord. Why? Because he will save me. Um, and so like, and if I feel like I don't see the Lord, if I, if I feel like I can't, if I don't see someone who's going to save me, my eyes are peeled and looking everywhere to see if someone can save me. And so in the story, you know, like in the movie Nemo, or uh, finding Nemo. Oh, finding the dad Nemo. There we go. Okay. Anyways. Wait. For, forget what I said about the name of, or like who is who is Nemo. Okay. But the movie, okay? Um they're in the net. Where are their eyes? Bouncing around everywhere cuz they're trying to find um, a way out, a way of escape. Oh, and, I, and I want to encourage you that God is your way of escape. God is your way to safety. And so have your eyes toward him. Pursue righteousness. Um, and, and I have a bunch of scriptures. So like, I just want to like suggest to you um, Romans chapter 12 through 15. Now that's a that's three chapters. I don't want you to read three chapters immediately because you might not understand any of it. I want you to read verse 9. Um, give me a second. Romans 12, chapter 12. And it'll be in the New Testament. So this is like, 
after Jesus, uh, you know, after Jesus came, he lived, uh, he forgave us of our sins. Of course, you know, like we need to repent. I'll get into that another time. But like this is a letter after Jesus rose from the dead. And like this is our new life as a Christian. And so uh, if you read Romans chapter 12, verse 9 uh, through Let's go with this. Verse 9 through 13. No, 12. Romans 12, verse 9 through 12. Okay, so 12, 9, 12. So Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 12. Uh, really short, straightforward. Um, what we do as a Christian, how we live as a Christian. And um, I've actually been like trying to live this uh this stuff out for uh, a good a good while um you know trying to like just trying to be more like jesus because he's so loving and so perfect and mm, good stuff so i'm gonna pray and then i'm gonna let you go and start the next one all right lord i thank you so much for being you and being so gracious um i pray that uh, for everyone listening as well as me, God, I pray that we pursue righteousness uh, the way you want us to pursue righteousness. I pray that you make us to know your ways, uh, that, that we are taught your paths, that we are led in your truth, uh, that we are taught by you. I pray that um, as you say that, that, that we can be saved by you, I pray that you save us. Um, I pray that Know, we are able to just see your beauty, uh, that we're able to see your salvation. God, if there are tough conversations that, that we continue to be uh, forced into, I pray that you even save us from that. And, and even then, if we're not saved from that, if we're not taken from that, I pray that you give us wisdom and again, make us to know your ways and your paths. We know that uh, in verse 10, it says, all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Uh, for those who keep your covenant and your testimonies, um, but but as, but as those who have just learned or just heard this episode, um, I pray that I pray that they just wait for you, and that they're okay with just waiting, uh, and not having to do anything. I pray that they can just wait on you. Um, I pray that uh, that that we do not have um, that, that that we don't present. Uh, to you any of our food but god that, that that you put food in us uh that that we may have uh to soak up or that, that that we can soak up so lord i pray for an amazing day um i pray for um just a clear and gentle mind uh today if there's any hostility if there's any like impatience i pray uh speak against that and i pray the and 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 if it doesn't happen immediately i pray that we can just walk step by step like god help me um and and just walk out this life uh to be conscious and aware um that we should be more like you so i love you so much so much um and I pray that we all have a, an amazing day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hey, if you made it this far, uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to continue to do this more. And thank you for uh, for having the patience to kind of walk through what righteousness looks like uh, as my first official episode. Um, I pray that more can actually come. And I want to dig into like, so I want to get like 
real into like one little thing, you know, like one little thing. Uh, cause I, I want, I want you to, you may not know a whole bunch of stuff, but the stuff that you do know, you know it very well. And that's, that's what I enjoy. Um, so I hope y'all have a great day and s- listen to me on the, n- <laughs> uh, on the next episode. Uh, I'm going to try to find a way for you to contact me cause I'd love to hear questions and stuff like that, that I might be able to talk about. Oh, also, I'm an intern at Crossroads Leadership College, but I think I did that in the intro video. So have a great day. Bye-bye.